0: But my grandma used to wear an I hate the Dodgers visor all the time. Itch, welcome to the Industry
1: Special. Fuck yeah, that was good. You got any burps in you? <laughs> welcome to Industry Special episode 42. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, also Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud for all the Android users. Not quite Spotify yet, but uh, it's coming. Um, Oh, patreon.com slash industry special if you want to, um, you know, support what i do and what i'm going to be doing the guest today is a patreon subscriber so you should do like my man's
0: right here introduce yourself mr nick Inval. hey what's up dex uh my name is nick involve been working in the sneaker business for i don't even know how long 15 right. years or something now and uh yeah just host the sneaker history podcast just try to try to Make the sneaker experience a better place for all the, uh, the people that get sick and tired of taking L's on the sneakers app, basically. Man. <laughs> Took an L this morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It'd be
1: like that. Yeah, yes, sir. Man. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, my guy Nick right here. Like As you said, he's the uh, host of the Sneaker History Podcast. I've been following you on Twitter, for sure Twitter, for hella long. I have no idea how long. Yeah, man,
0: I I was trying to think about that, too. I don't know. It's been been like a solid. I've been on Twitter for like 11
1: years, so it's probably like seven or eight, if anything. Yeah. But we've been interacting for at least five or six years here and there, you know, talking about whatever shoe or whatever sport going on. As you see, my man's a Giants fan. I do not got my hat on, but whatever. Everybody knows I'm a Giants fan, too. So, yeah, also Kings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, last that's, night. that's
0: probably how it started, right? It's like, oh, I, I think I remember seeing, you know, you probably had a, either, a, either a Giants or an A's hat on or something. I was like, oh, he's probably somewhere near nearby. Probably, probably got some similarities going on. And next thing you know, Definitely. we're talking about sneakers. We're on each other's podcasts. We're on each other's Patreons. Like, I mean how it is that's 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 yeah. how the way the world should work right seriously i
1: mean you know t- twitter's a pretty fucked up place sometimes but it has a little bit of uh you know it brings people together too you know
0: yeah definitely there we go definitely also
1: we got the, your uh the the sneaker history discord server you know people need to check that shit out because we uh like like uh i was talking to, uh we had clint and uh variant on the podcast a couple uh a couple podcasts ago
0: yeah that's a great about,
1: episode it's like you know like the one little pocket of the internet where it's just all positive you know and we yep. get to geek out about shoes and movies and
0: shows and food especially yeah and food. next thing you know you're learning all about jazz music and yeah, exactly I mean, man that, dude that was so me. dope <laughs> <laughs> seriously
1: Man, and, and that playlist sent me was fire. I sent it to everybody. I was like, oh, man, this is the shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I've been listening to it, too. I, I I told them. I was like, yeah, you you need to put more of these out because people Seriously. need to know this kind of stuff.
1: Hell, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have them back on. And uh, I think he said, because Clint's so damn busy, I think he said next next year, early next year. So yeah, coming up soon. All right. So <sighs> speaking of sneakers and the L's, did you attempt this morning for the patent? leather bread ones
0: yeah i did but uh i was i was trying for i forget even who i was trying for in the discord somebody said last minute that they needed some help and i just yeah put it in there uh for i think it was size 12 or something but yeah no luck i i haven't had much luck on on the sneakers app at all so i don't give my hopes up at all but i quit trying <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing like i haven't even really been like buying as many sneakers as i used to um unfortunately like thanks to you or because of you and and because of joe and keith i've been buying more fitteds this year than i have anything else so, there we go yeah um, I've, I've definitely bought more hats and shoes this year for sure yeah and 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 that that whole experience is getting more and more frustrating too because more and more people are going in i mean you know it's kind of the same though for me because with sneakers i wear a 13 so you know, like, there's not as many people wearing a size 13, so sort of there's a good thing. But then also, like, they don't make 13s as, as you know, as yeah. many 13s. And then with fitteds, I wear a size 8. So almost nobody except for Boach wears yeah. a size 8. So, <laughs> you, you know, like, he, I think he wears an 8 and, a, eight and an 8. Hold on. Shout out to my man right here, Boach. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. For the people who don't know, you talking about Bruce Boach. He was the manager of the Giants. Yeah,
0: definitely for... A long time. He, he was definitely somebody I looked up to, but not just because he has has a bigger head than I do either. You know, you know, although I got to take I got to take that as a positive nowadays because, yeah, it's its rare that I find somebody that even wears the same size hat. So big brain, um, man, that's what you got. Yes. <laughs> Flexing yeah, that big yeah. brain, baby. Something like that.
1: <laughs> Speaking uh, of, I need to have uh, Keith
0: on and uh, me and him to talk about fucking fitted hats for an hour. Yeah, man, we we, you know, honestly, the three of us should should hop on and do a do a a conversation about that. I feel like we could do that almost uh, as a regular show. Seriously. (laughs) There's so much coming out now. There's so much. I mean, people are just doing a lot of cool shit in that space, too, where, you know, and you've been around for it long enough where, you know, there was that bubble up in like 2002, 2003, where everybody was buying something to match their throwback jersey or whatnot. But it wasn't the quality was not the same. Except for maybe a few like very specific brands that got serious about it. Um actually hold on one sec, I got I got something to show you. Uh oh. Uh oh. What
1: are you gonna pull out? A golden crown. (laughs) This
0: this might be a little bit dusty, but (laughs) this company back in the day called Tight Fitteds. Oh, my fucking God. They did, like, satin-lined. Yeah. Shut the fuck. That so, is so yeah, sick. this is the Mac Dre Limited that they did. Oh, man. Speaking
1: of, we got Mac Dre behind me, too. <laughs> Shout out to the Mac. <laughs> I figure I better say it, yeah.
0: Um, That's hella dope. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Like, if it is, if kind of, like, they fell off, and then they came back, you know, five, ten years later, or whatever it's been. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I think it's good. The more people get into it, because the more creative people get, you know, it's just like, yeah, you might not be able to buy as much or get the ones that you want, but there, you know, there's probably been 50 Giants hats that I've wanted this year. You know, I don't need 50 Giants hats in a year. Exactly, I want them all.
1: You got (laughs) a higher chance of getting a hat than you do getting the Jordan once. That's for sure. Yep. So, yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, that. yeah, I mean, we we, did, we could talk about that because, you know, there's a high, like I said, a higher chance of actually copping the hat. We yeah. talk about the shoes. It's just, oh, yeah, they look nice. I know a guy who knew a guy who know a guy who got the pair. But like, you know, <laughs> yep. you got the server like I bet, what, it was probably like four or five people on the server who 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 copped.
0: Yeah, maybe everybody else yeah. is just ales. Definitely a, a low one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that actually helps me in not feeling bad about getting stuff too because I go on there yeah. and I see a few other people get it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm happy for them. I don't need, I don't need to spend the money anyway. <laughs> I could spend my money on something more important. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I tried to get them for my daughter. She wanted them, but ale. So Yeah. try again next time.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, and, and I'm not one of those people that pays resale for almost. You know anything like yeah, I've, I, I, I've maybe paid two or three times in like you know 20 years of plus of buying these shoes so whenever
1: i do i'm trying to get them early like i have to have a reason more than just getting the shoe yeah like, i'll pay more to have them before everybody else maybe but to have them after everybody else i want the price to go damn near down to retail you know? yeah
0: yep yep Definitely.
1: I, I haven't even checked StockX to see what the hell these are going for, but I imagine they're sky high.
0: Yeah, I saw on Twitter, like, people asking, like, 500 for them already, so I I can't imagine that, you know. Yeah, I mean and it's
1: the bubbles at to the top right now, so it'll probably come down in a few weeks, but. Yeah, definitely.
0: But I just think about, you know, like, I love Jordan 1s. I love Jordan 3s. I lo- you know, we kind of all grew up – c- into sneakers because of jordan in some way shape or form you know and then somebody else came along and then made us see different things you know but five hundred dollars man i'm i'm buying like four pairs of shoes for five hundred dollars or yeah or yeah. eight pairs of shoes and getting them off the clearance rack you know like there you go there, there's too many good shoes out there right now to, to be spending five hundred dollars on one pair of shoes unless it's really really special to you but i think that's exactly uh, special to you you got to be like this i got this
1: because of this reason yeah and that's few and far between, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the, the interesting thing about the discord that, you know, I I just really appreciate seeing people. Everybody's got a little bit of excitement for their own lane kind of, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's crossover and we might like some shoes and we might want a shoe, but you get to see people posting stuff that it's like, you know, you could tell they're just really into that shoe. And that's the most important part for me. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, the perfect example is me being a Giants fan. All the shoes that I wore during the playoffs and the World Series runs are beat to hell, still have shit spilled all over them. I don't (laughs) plan on cleaning them. I I don't need to clean them. But I feel so much joy in wearing those shoes, even if they're just, you know, like I have a pair of, you know, like a, a black and orange pair of Mission Blazers. I have like orange and white Nike Dunks. I have a, uh, you know, like another pair of of uh, Mission Blaze of Lance Mountain Blazers. All those were shoes that I wore either to a game or, you know, like during that time I was I was close by. So I was, if I wasn't at the game, I was outside the park for almost everything, right? Yeah. And that's what it's all about to me. Like I'd rather wear those, have them be all dirty, and then be able to talk about that story and get exactly. that emotion going. Than to just be like yo I, I you know I hit on sneakers and now I gotta go on to the n- next thing I feel like sneakers has just become like Vegas man it's like cool I didn't hit I gotta just keep playing I got, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit soon I'm gonna hit soon next thing you know you're like you know make trying to trying to scrounge up money to get a flight home <laughs> seriously <laughs> speaking of Vegas I wanted to ask you
1: this is a little farther down my list but perfect transition how do you feel about the NFT crypto craze that's going on right now are you uh you got you got a portfolio with some cryptos and some nfts
0: so i have a couple of nfts and i've got a little bit of crypto um i think i'm in a different space with it compared to a lot of people because if you look at the way the internet has evolved right us being close in the bay and having you know like i mean you remember like the original dot-com burst before the year 2000 and all that stuff that happened. Right. And then you have like kind of the, 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 okay, we're going to actually use the internet to pay for things and buy things. And then new stuff started. And then you got all these big companies that made a bunch of money. So if, if, if that's, you know, as people call it, like web one is like just kind of figuring out the internet, you know, web van and all these like startups that crashed and died under a bubble. Then the second generation of the internet being like, Facebook, Google, Instagram coming along and saying, okay, all you people, you start creating content. We'll make the money off of it. Yeah. And then web three being like, you know, NFTs and crypto. And like, there's a lot of things about it that are still kind of absolutely unknown to everything and everyone. That's why I kind of like it in a sense. Yeah. But for me as someone who for the last 15 years or so has made a living creating content for other big companies and moving from company to company, and you know I've written probably thousands of pieces of you know thousands of articles about sneakers about you know business streetwear, all this stuff, right every place i've written for since I first got paid to write for somebody in two thousand six or two thousand seven has somehow intentionally or not removed my name from the things that I wrote so yeah. Most of the time, to be to be completely fair, you know, I've worked for a really a long list of really cool companies and I've contributed to a lot of cool things. And I'm really lucky to have kind of I feel like I hit the lottery stepping into that space at the right time. But most of the time, those companies didn't intentionally take my name off of it. But the people that actually cared about me within those companies are no longer around or somebody else came in and said, "Okay, we're going to switch from this You know content management system to this one or this service provider to this one and the names didn't align when they changed the database and blah 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 so like if you look up my name and what i've written about you know there's probably you probably come across a lot of my own stuff on my own sites whether that's sneaker history or or my own personal site or whatever but most of the stuff that i wrote for all these other platforms like ice kicks and finish line and soul collector and east bay and all these places my name isn't on there anymore, and that part is the one thing that makes me optimistic about crypto and NFTs and the blockchain and, and what that could re- represent, right? I don't think that that's going to be the first thing that's solved because we're already in this place where people think that content should be free, and people think that you know people should you know can just hire some copywriter from you know, a, a foreign country that they don't have to pay that much and it will be as quality as work as what you could get from somebody who has the experience. But if all of this that's that's being worked out right now for the for this new, you know, kind of Web3 situation with the blockchain, if all of that was worked out when I started my career, at least I would be attributed to all of the work that I did. Yeah. Where, you know, and this is not taking shots at anybody, but like, let's say I wrote for, you know, Forbes.com 10 years ago, and it was a, you know, really successful piece, and people still reference it now. If you were to go back to that piece, the name would probably just say written by Forbes, or it wouldn't have an author on it at all because of the way that it was built out. Now, in today's world, if people start going this direction for, you know, kind of, user generated content and we move towards this, then no matter what, at least my name is attached to it. So I can say, yeah, I did this back then, you know, like, I don't necessarily think I need to be getting royalties off of something that I wrote back then, because I just, you know, like I was learning anyway, you know, yeah, but, but like, why not? you know, if you were but actor, like, yeah, in a I think TV, of like, so
1: even if you were in the background,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think about like getting 17 cents, you know, musicians and stuff, right? Like those are, those are things that as much as I'm also skeptical and I think that, you know, it's just like anything, right? When there's a new hustle out there, the the biggest hustlers are first to the game. It's it's no different than being in Vegas on the streets, right? Exactly. We've all seen those dudes with the with the cups and the homie comes yep. up and says, "Yeah, yeah, you can't do that." And next thing you know, this like poor little soul from, you know, some places, never seen it, just lost $5,000 she was planning on gambling, you know, at Caesars or something. And that's that's right now, right? Like this is like like fresh out of the casinos, you know, at 2 a.m. type of mentality within the crypto space. So I, I'm I'm cautious about it, but I'm super optimistic in, about, about it in a way that like if people could get credit for the things that they've done, the way that, you know, instead of having Facebook and all these people make a ton of money off of it and we have all these crazy billionaires based off of other people's creations, right? Like, you know, you look at any platform all the way from, you know, Twitter 140 characters all the way up to YouTube and Netflix documentaries and all that stuff. It's rare that the people that create the content actually, you know, get the bulk of the the income from it because most of the time you need the funding from some big company and and that's always going to be a give and take. But I think at least with the blockchain and what's possible from it, I, I think, I think, you know, if I had to lean towards the change, I'd rather see this change happen than not. I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that. Yeah, that's dope. I, I like how you put that. I, I never even thought about it in that way. How you're saying, like, you know, you wrote stuff, and you know, intentional or unintentional. You know, sometimes it just gets kind of wiped away or erased, or you know, yeah, edited, and you know, not in your favor. Like the NFT stuff. I'm, I'm at first I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I remember hearing about the NBA with the i can't remember oh yeah the top shot stuff the top shot and i was like i was like okay so if i buy lebron james assist from four years ago like how is how am i going to make money off that and i was like this doesn't make any sense and i'm like okay i'll just you know put a pin in that and i'll come back to it then you start seeing you know other stuff i'm like okay it's not just a digital basketball card or play you know, yep. it's it's growing and expanding. So I'm I'm still scratching the surface trying to trying to see what's up with it. I don't have any NFTs. I do got some crypto. I I came in a little late on on the crypto. So I, I wish I would have jumped on it ten years ago when everybody was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, could too, put man. Forty <laughs> bucks on it and be fucking rich.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so so one of the things that's really interesting about it, and and I'll I'll kind of present this idea to you because you know exactly how it would work with Patreon, right? With sneaker history, we have, you know, let's say we have 40 or so patrons that, that pay, you know, whatever that is a month or, or a year, right? So every time, you know, every time I inch my way up a couple more patrons and make, you know, another 10 or 20 bucks a month, I, I buy some service, right? Whether it's a recording service or a microphone or, or some, I'm, I'm improving what I do with all of that money. Because we don't really make any money off of the show, we don't have sponsors yet, like like that, right? Yeah. Um, we've had some some trial runs and had little successes here and there, but generally, like I haven't been focused on it because I, I want to make sure that the, the the views go up and the, the listens go up and the people that we that are really supporting us, you know, appreciate what we're putting out. Um, and it's been really tough. You know, we're almost three years in with it, and to to be doing podcasts one, two, three times a week, sometimes four times a week, you know, is it's it's a lot of work and it's been yeah. exhausting for us, um, which is why, you know, currently we took a little break for the first time. And But thinking of that Patreon situation, right, let's say I have 40 people in the Patreon and I make $400 a month. Well, I've got, you know, podcast hosting, video hosting, Patreon fees, you know, like uh the recording platforms hosting. So I spend $390 a month on all this other stuff, you know, and then I have, I I've got to figure out like, okay, what happens when one of those people leaves? And now I drop down to 39 or 38. Okay. Now I, I need to make sure that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I I'm spending my own money to do it. But if instead of someone signing up for Patreon for one year, let's say they give you 10 bucks a month and you give them a t- discount. So it's a hundred bucks a year just to make it a super easy number, right? If I were to sell one NFT for a hundred dollars to a person at the end of that year, they could either continue to be a patron or they could sell that and get their money back. And it would instantly create a, a new patron for me, as opposed to just someone from using Patreon. Saying, cool, I did my year and I don't want to do it anymore. And I lose that income. So there's a, there's an, I don't, I haven't figured that part out yet, but I think that it could replace and become a utility for a lot of these small businesses and groups because, you know, the other stuff that we do and the other stuff that I want to do is having these sneaker combos events in person and meetups and, and, you know, all these different things. And if you had, you know, once you get to a certain size, if you had that as a, as an NFT, a token of some sort where you just like, use that to scan in to an event say that's part of your patronage benefits right oh we're going to do one or two events a year hopefully in your area and you know if you have one of these if you have patreon you get in but the same thing with like an nft right and then it becomes something that there's even more like access to you know what people are creating and doing and all this just like different different things that you could use it for almost like you know it's just almost like having a you know, I mean, old school, it's almost like being a part of Michael Jordan's Flight Club off the Wheaties box, right? It's like, what do you get from that? I don't know, but I feel special because I'm a part of something like that. And if they send me a poster or, you know, a limited edition Wheaties box, like that just becomes a, a really cool thing. And I think that's where there's a lot of people trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. But for me, it's pretty obvious that it, it's it's all about what can be done after the fact right because this just gives me the opportunity to if i were to sell an nft give it to people give other nfts other content other access to events all this other stuff could be just connected to that one purchase because now i have a direct relationship with that person that made the purchase and i think the more you do of that the more you would build value for it so i think it could be something that's really interesting i mean i'm not like artistically talented like like, you know, like I'm not gonna be drawing, although shout out to you for sending me the the Patreon stuff. Cause like I, I wish I could do that stuff, but like I think that stuff would be super dope as an NFT for those that want to be a part of that, you know, new experience. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, cool, you, you don't even have to know where it's going, but like, yo, I fuck with Dexter. This is why I'm I'm here. And I think that's that's the 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 high side of NFTs when you've got the hustlers outside, like the people that are able to figure that out and connect with the people that really love what they're doing, whether that's art or music or, you know, whatever it is, it's a really interesting kind of place right now. And I, you know, I say that like super optimistic, I'm always optimistic, you know, generally, generally speaking since you know, 2020 and 2021 have been a little rough, but like I do think that there's a lot of things that could good that could come from that. And um, in ways that we probably can't even, really wrap our head around right now.
1: Yeah, it, uh, th- listening to you talk about it, it's reminded me of like when social media first came in, like you had like, you know, it was like forums and chat rooms and that was like the beginning, right? And you know, when you're young, it's like, you know, it's cool interacting with people, but you know, older people are like, oh, what the hell is this? Like, this is a gimmick, right? Yep. And then stuff like Twitter comes in and LinkedIn comes in where older people are like, oh, well, you know, this is, well, I'm networking. It's not, it's not just, you know, so it's somebody's going to do something with this NFT stuff that's going to make like it click and then people are going to be like, "Oh shit. Whoever hits that first is going to be like, you know, the Jeff Bezos of the damn world." But <laughs> I just yeah, it's I I just can't I can't put like something tangible to it yet. Yeah. But it's obviously not going anywhere. It's, you know, so you got to either get on the train or you're going to get left, you know.
0: And I and I think that I think it's almost too broad, right? It's like what yeah. what can be done with an NFT? It's literally like it's like having an internet with a permanent accountant that, that tracks everything attached to it. So like we can't even imagine like, you know, Twitter is a great example. When I first got on Twitter, you know, I mean I, I remember people making fun of me for posting my sneakers with like hashtag today's kicks and you know, I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. Like I would, I would be posting up like every morning, like, you know, uh, was, uh, the, uh, what are we, the coffee crew or whatever it was, hashtag coffee crew every morning. And it was like, I met like, you know, dozens of people through doing that. What was corny to a lot of people at that time. But there's a lot of people that are still in my life and and friends today from, from me doing that. And I think that's just the thing. Once you find it and once the people find what they're into and, and how they can do it, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of interesting things about the way crypto and, um, and our energy system could, could actually benefit each other. And I think that's going to be the thing that like kind of flips, flips a lot of people onto crypto and, and the blockchain, because, you know, right now, like our system is super archaic. You can imagine, you know, every system that we use, I mean, shit in California, we get a perfect example of it Every every you know fire season it's like okay guess what pg and e failed and we just lost <laughs> 10 million acres of forest yep. like it's it's it, it happens every year now like five six times it's like oh guess what i mean yeah there's some assholes out there starting fires but like it's literally pg and e 70 80 percent of the time because yep. they just yep. haven't fixed the shit and you know and I and i have no idea what the The work that would need to go into to upgrade something like that but we're talking something that was probably built 100 years ago or something exactly and so like the flip of that is that systems can go like the the current system you can't drop you know you can't just manufacture power all the time right with like winds, you know what whatever type of energy you want to use but Yet we're, we have to like kind of hit the brakes and let the, let the energy be stored places, but we're not good at that. And we haven't figured that out in a safe way in most cases. So now there's an opportunity that like those places that normally couldn't be used for wind might be able to be used to farm crypto in some aspect. Right. So now you're talking about distributing wealth in a a way that like, I can't even comprehend, you know, like, you know, There's just, there's just so many things. And and I think, yeah, there's going to be scams and there are for sure plenty of people out there scamming, but I'm, I, the more I learn about it, the more I'm just like, man, we should have done most of this shit years ago. You know, like we should have just, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm super optimistic about it. I don't want to keep, keep beating a dead horse, but like, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard for me to not get excited about all those little things because partially because I just like to learn about things I don't know shit about. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll dive into this like a we- on a weekly basis and still feel like, OK, like I am one one millionth of the way through actually understanding all the potential yeah, you possibilities just chip away. Just chip away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah so.
1: But you, you said you mentioned that you're an optimistic guy. Yes, you are very, very positive. Now, I want to move into something where I try to be positive myself, but certain things I just can't help myself. You have the Giants hat on. Do you hate the Dodgers as much as I do? I see the color blue and that <laughs> white logo and I swear I want to just rip somebody's head off.
0: Oh man. So that's a tough one because I I blue was one was is one of my favorite colors and that's I got the, the problem, blue on, right? but there's a certain yeah. blue that true, you can true. see it from a mile away and you know. <laughs> so so let me give you a little background on my family. Um, my grandparents, when the Giants came, so my, my grandparents basically, um, when the Giants first moved to San Francisco, started to go to games first year. And up until 2009, they went to at least one game every year, no matter, you know, what. Did they ever go to Seal Stadium? Yep. Oh yep. shit. That's, they, that's, they, yeah. they, they were, they were, they were around all of for it. Real. Yeah. My, my, my dad, um, you know, my dad and my two uncles, you know, got to go when they were kids and, you know, we didn't have money, but like, that was like the one thing, you know, like my family, it's kind of weird now that I think about it. Cause like my family never went on vacations at all. Like I, I, you know, I moved a ton, but like, we never actually like went and did things. It was always like, well, if we could if we could figure out a way for work to pay for part of it or make some money there or, you know, family's paying for something or, you know, friends have a place for us to stay. But going to those games became such a thing that when my parents got divorced and I moved away with, with my mom and stepdad, you know, I'd come back for the summer and we'd go to a game, but, um, 2009 was kind of like the, Oh, my, my grandparents were there at, at the game for the, in the 89, uh, earthquake. So, like my grandma has like concrete from section 54 up in the you know, old candlestick out in the outfield. And like it, I don't know if you would bend a candlestick, but like you know, candlestick is rough anyway, right? But like out in section 53 to 54, there's like a a, like six to eight inch gap between the rails because the it shifted that much. So you could actually go and see it. And like most people would never know that because you know, you're not gonna just walk around the entire stadium. But that's where they were sitting and my grandma actually got concrete like she has concrete from the from the stadium. And it was also the scariest day of my life because I was living in Oregon at the time and the, the game wasn't on and there was nothing saying what was going on. And like I'm calling my dad and my dad like, you know, there's no cell phones back then. So my dad's at home trying to figure out where my grandparents are. Thankfully, like they, you know, being from Sacramento, thankfully, they took, you know, the Golden Gate home and went, quote, the long way. Because had they gone the other way, they might have been one of those people, you know, either driving off the bridge or stuck on the bridge, you know. And it was just one of those crazy moments. But for me, like, say, I say all that to say, my grandma and grandpa going to those games. The first time I saw my grandpa cry was was when the Giants won the series in 2010. You know, like it was like I get I'm getting like chills thinking about it. But yeah. my grandma. Used to wear an I hate the Dodgers visor all the time, <laughs> all the time. Like, I mean, I'm talking like it. from like <laughs> I, as long as I can remember, so like four or five years old, she always had an I hate the Dodgers visor, especially when we we're at games or if we were like doing something with the family at the park or something. Um, but I think the thing I, I would say, yes, but I also lo- like, I wouldn't. Want to be a Giants fan without the Dodger fans to like go back and forth with and hate on, right? Like I I would I love them hating us just as much as I love hating them. If that makes sense, yeah. Like it's just one of those things where like to me it's the best rivalry in in all of sports. I, I don't think there's anything that compares to it. Like you know there there are lots of other rivalries that are out there, but for me, having the personal connection to it, knowing that it started in New York and then came here. Like, yeah. it just goes so far back, and I think you have, you know, generations of people that have been raised up to be like, I hate the Dodgers, or I hate the Giants, and that's that's just so awesome to me. And to be a part of that and feel connected to it when I go to the games, and, and to be able to, like, you know, assuming, like, we can all handle our liquor and, and not get too out of hand, right? Like, things usually go pretty smoothly at games. You know, once in a while, things things get a little rowdy, but you know, uh, that, that far, that, that part is fun too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're nicer than I am. I, I,
1: I, I can't, I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm like your grandma in the hat, but like literal, I'm not going to go literally kill a Dodger, but I'm thinking about it. I swear. I don't, I, I like football. I can have the rivalry. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, Hey, good game. You know, Oh man, I I don't know what it is about the I I think it's when uh what was the guy's name who got uh assaulted and shit. Snow oh, yeah something. Yeah, Brian something. Brian Snow or Stowe. Yeah, Stowe. Yeah, yeah, yep. I almost said Eric Snow, but that's a uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um yeah, when that happened, that's kind of like took it to another level cuz it was like yeah. they tried to kill that guy, you know? Yep. And he didn't do shit. He was just walking out of dodger stadium and you know there are dodgers fans who you know aren't horrible people but there are some fucked up dodgers fans so like it's just i don't know i just i just i i I try to be positive but when it comes to them i don't know they just they set off something in me like i I don't care what type of buddhism i'm I'm going through (laughs) it's just like uh, something but um have you been watching much of the kings this year uh yeah i mean i i watch probably half the games okay so yeah same same with me uh yeah. h- how are you feeling about that they, 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 they're playing a little better this year i mean i'm not this year but this last couple of games but uh yeah i think they need to blow it up or are you uh you holding on for some faith here
0: you know man i've been i've been hoping the kings blow it up since like <laughs> 2002 or 2003 and you know like some of my my friends will will like I'm, I'm, like my optimism goes out the window as a Kings fan. Like <laughs> I feel like uh, as much as I hated the way the Maloofs treated Sacramento, they at least made the team fun to watch and and got people you know excited about the team. And that that whole transition, the possibility of losing the team, all of this stuff has just been like, it's like look, I I don't know like how many people have been to a Kings game. But even though Sacramento is a small, you know, relatively small city and, you know, the cowtown vibes and all that stuff, I I would argue that Kings fans are just as crazy as Giants fans. Like, yeah, Kings fans are die hard. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them are just too sympathetic towards all the shitty things that happen, you know. We we've struggled so long. And yeah. for me, I'm just like, yeah, like, blow it up. Like, I'm ready. I, I mean, look, I, I love De'Aaron Fox. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I think, you know, once guys, like, when, when Buddy Hield starts talking about I need to go and all this stuff, you know, I'm not a Harrison Barnes fan, although he's, like, you know, become, like, a backbone of the team. Yeah, I just, he's it, with them clutch threes, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and and, like, I don't need to have everybody on the team players that i like this that's definitely never been the case with, with the giants but i think yeah. uh aubrey huff <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's what i was thinking yep <laughs> um but yeah i, th- I think that's the, the, the hardest part is like never feeling like we're, we're actually taking the initiative to, to get to a winning team right like we've got a lot of young talent and and i actually like luke walton as a coach more than probably anybody that they've had since yeah like forever ago but He was in a bad situation, though. Yeah, but, you know, like, how, how, how do you expect to win with all that stuff going on? And, and I, I just think, you know, I'm one of those people that thinks that, you know, just, just cut ties if, if, things, if things are bad. You know, like, there's no point in, in waiting around for, for worse things to happen if you're already in an unhappy situation for either side, whether you're talking about a relationship or somebody on your team. Once people start talking about not wanting to play for the Kings, you know, just, just figure out a way to let them go. It doesn't make sense because you're never going to get what you should out of them as a, as a, you know, athlete or performer or whatever you want to say about it. But it also wears off on other players, you know, like, you know, everybody has their ups and downs, but, you know, hanging out with people that don't want to be around everybody, you know, I think everybody's been in one of those situations where you work in a job and, you hang around with somebody who doesn't like it there long enough, and next thing you know, you're questioning if you should be sticking around, even though you never thought about it until that person came along. And sometimes it's for the best, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in a good spot, and you, you might walk away from something that's good for you or, you know, putting you in a place to move forward in another way in life. And I think that that part about the Kings has always been frustrating to me. Is like we just never – it never feels like we're fully committed to it, right? Like yeah, I, I also – Totally understand it's it's tough to get big-time players to come to Sacramento, you know, especially in the midst of the pandemic and all this other drama that we've had over the past few years, waiting for a new stadium. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, how many people realize, like, the, you know, I, I actually live near, like, the old Arco, both the old Arco arenas out here in Sacramento. The the first Arco arena I went to, like, you know, I'm forty. Two going on 43 so I like I went as a kid you know like I wanted to be Reggie Theus for for Halloween you know like oh, man. <laughs> those are kind of like the memories for me but when you drive past that stadium it's literally like a two-story like government you know like it's state like office building, space you know. or something now yes yeah, office space yeah. it's tiny and then you see like the old Arco Arena sleep train whatever it's called and it's massive but it's sitting there empty and you just it's like that stadium was was like game-changing in the, you know, whatever it was, two, 2000 or whatever they built it, or not, I guess late, late late 90s. But I think it was like 2007, the NCAA basically said, you got to update the facilities or we're not even going to bring the tournament to town. Which is and, crazy. That's college and they don't want to be there, you know? And at that point, like, Sacramento should have just been like, oh, fuck. Not, you know, like, Oakland's been going through this for years with the A's, yeah. right? And with the Warriors. Like, don't let that money go away. Don't let that It's not even the money. Fuck the money. Don't let the energy of a team leave your town. Yeah. If I was a a government person of any kind or involved in politics at all, like sports is the one thing that even in the shittiest times can give people some hope in dimmest places. And if you can't figure it out, you know, like, look, buy some Bitcoin. I don't know. Like do something (laughs) to get some, like all these people want to put their name on these stadiums. You could probably have Bitcoin Arena if you wanted to. Yeah. Somebody's willing to pay for that shit. So Yeah, man. I don't know. All
1: right. Well, we got a we got a little bit of time left. Alright, I'm gonna get you with some 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 quick hits here. Let's do some rapid fire responses. Okay, what is your first sneaker true love? It's true that you just literally heart melted over when you saw it.
0: Oh man. Um Military Blue Force. And okay, uh all right the originals because i i wanted to wear a shoe that I, I i just i wasn't getting real shoes back then right so like it was like we went to the mall and i saw them and I was like blown away because i'd never seen any blue jordans before you know like i might have seen the true blue threes originally but like in, a, in an east bay catalog or something but seeing that pair in the mall like i could still picture it i can still remember like pulling it off and just thinking holy shit one day i'm gonna get these so i mean yeah, long, long time ago, but that 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 was a game changer for me because everybody wore Bulls colors, you know. Like nothing against it, yeah, but I just wanted yeah, I, yeah. when I saw that I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is this is different, you know. But that's me with the uh, the black and blue
1: Penny twos. Oh yeah, I literally yeah. just was like, oh man, I, I wanted to be little Penny. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh. That's tough, man. Uh, of out there, Baskin Robbins fucked the game up. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, I mean, I probably go. I probably go like Cherry Garcia, so I can get a little fruit and a little chocolate. Okay,
1: okay, that's what I'm talking about. We got, we got Jerry Garcia back here. <laughs> I can't even really tell or whatever. It's Jerry. Believe me. Uh, favorite movie.
0: Uh. Ooh. Can I can I give you uh can I give you like a couple of variations to yeah, yeah. that answer? So if if I'm going like old school old school, I really like uh some of the old like James Dean movies, you know, like Rebel Without a Cause, that kind of stuff. Um but that that era, I think the one movie is that's if i would just choose one movie from it citizen kane like was a I really that for really... the first
1: time during the pandemic i was like everybody's been talking about this movie for 100 years let me let me finally check it out it's really good
0: it, it's it's just wild to think how somebody thought through filming that movie the way they did 60 i mean I, hell, the ca- the cameras had to be like tanks back then so you film that must have been like what um and i think like you know if i'm going like recent or more recent I mean it's tough not to just throw out a Star Wars or one of the Marvel films cuz I love all those. You know. But uh okay. I think the one that just popped into my head, I Am Legend, man. Oh wow, I forgot about that movie? Yeah. Speaking that of movie I my German of, Shepherd right here, you ready for the apocalypse? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> that movie kind of kind of messed with my head, man. I was like, man, I got to get I got to get out here and start doing things because
1: it's like <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking of superheroes, Who's your favorite superhero? Uh I, I probably gotta go Batman. Which, Batman. Yeah. That's what my homie said the other day. Is it because he's rich?
0: <laughs> no, nah, just cause just cause he's 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 undercover, low key, you know. I, I don't care about being Bruce Wayne, but I yeah, don't necessarily want to be, you know, I, I feel like all the other superheroes are kinda like out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 down to earth, that's for damn sure. Um favorite athlete
1: oof
0: ever ever uh i mean all right go it's probably willie mays if it's if it's ever if we're talking uh more recent it's gonna be probably Allen iverson
1: uh I was waiting for that. I knew that I knew Iverson was going to get his ass in here somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I, I just I related to that, like, fuck you mentality that he had. And, and just like, yo, this is me, regardless of the goods and bads. And, yeah. Take um, it, to leave it. you know, the 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 kind of vulnerability, like people see him and they think like he was a badass or something. But like, for me, it was like, you know, this is this is a guy who's, you know, crying about you know his mom on national tv and the relationship struggles he's had with his with his wife and all these things and and his kids and to me that was it but like at the same time like i think the one thing that i always i was related to is like just being like an underdog right like you know nobody expected him to do anything yet here he is with you know iconic moments crossing over michael jordan the greatest player Ever, you know or you know take your pick he probably did it to kobe and you know would have done it to lebron if he was around long enough you know like and and plenty of high school and college players who you know
1: yeah just and i I think like just
0: yeah being able to think about like you know i I don't think like i'm i'm you know the best in the world with any of my talents but but give me give me a few good days and i can hang with anybody on any level and that's that's his mentality and that's how i felt you know so, I really related to that. For sure. Um, ramen or pho? Oh, I gotta go ramen. That, okay,
1: I'm, I'm a ramen guy either. This is gonna be a stupid one, but... Tupac or Biggie? Oh, Tupac, yeah. <laughs> t- t-
0: Tupac is, uh... Tupac is, like... Uh... I would say probably the closest thing I had to you know i got i'm I'm, i have a relationship with my dad a good relationship now um and i have a stepdad who was always you know around and part of my life in some aspect but i think tupac was the first person that i looked up to in like a big brother fatherly figure kind of way and um again like same reason why i love alan iverson like tupac was yeah he was he was gonna he was gonna be partying in the club he'd be your homie you're going to go to prison with but also you're going to have the time of your life you're going to change the world for the better you're going to talk about women not being treated respectfully you're going to talk about your mom you're going to write poetry like i mean i was i was writing poetry when i first discovered tupac and and you know that was like forever life-changing for me because at that time and i think to this day like you know as a as a guy you're kind of like forced into being macho and being you know this like you're almost like predefined as to what people expect from you i guess no matter what right because it's like oh you're a dude like that's what you do and as somebody who really enjoyed writing and got into like creative writing poetry stories all that kind of stuff really like probably eighth seventh eighth ninth grade like pretty seriously um It was the first time I was like, "Whoa, this dude is like, is like not just like fucking badass. He's like also like talking about you know his poetry is incredible. You know, like you see some of that old stuff and you're just like, man, I just wish he would have been able to to you know be around for another twenty five years and make you know so much more of an impact. A
1: whole lot, yeah, yeah. The game would be a whole different situation. All right, I got a couple more here." All right. So we're talking. If we're talking chicken wings, you like flats or drums?
0: Uh, probably drums.
1: Okay. So mean you could eat chicken wings together because I'm a flats guy. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a this this is gonna make me sound bad, and hopefully I don't lose everyone's <laughs> respect for this. But I just got to be honest. Uh-uh. I am absolutely like a boneless guy over bones.
1: Okay. No, no, no. That's 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 not bad. That's not bad. So. I mean. Yeah. Boneless wings. What about tenders? T- yeah, I have good tenders. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So if you're eating steak, how do you like it cooked? Medium rare. My man's. Okay. Last one here. This is going to be not necessarily a quick one, but how do you feel about the Mandela effect? I was thinking about this other day. I remember going to Lucky's as a kid. Apostrophe S. And then it went to Albertsons. And when they brought it back, they took the apostrophe S. But they said, oh, it never existed. I was like, no,
0: I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty weak, man. There was something else that I was just, that I just had that same kind of thought around where something changed. Man. I mean, I think that's, I, yeah, I can't think of what it was. It was something like that. Do you like think that, there's though?
1: something to guess- this? Do you think that it's everybody just misremembering or do you think, something happened something's going on
0: no i i don't i don't know that something's going on i think it's like i guess i'll go back to my my experience with like writing right i i don't think that intentionally somebody went and like took my name off of a bunch of stuff that i wrote over the years right but i think a lot of times what happens is like the people like the the messages just aren't passed along properly from you know whether that's generation to generation or you know co-worker to co-worker or friend to friend i think we just miss so much in in communication that like just dumb shit happens all the time because of it you know and and i think you could you can. i mean we don't get to get full into it but like you could look at fucking <laughs> racism in america right the stories are still trying to be convoluted like we already know it's been fucked up let's just keep saying it's been fucked up so we don't have to be fucked like let's yeah. like acknowledge it that's the only way we're going to get past this stuff in any way and it's still going to take hundreds of years but if everyone is like nah 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 like then I I just think fuck all you like like let's just go start something without th- that type of person but yeah that's a little aggressive I know <laughs> no 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 I like it we
1: just talked about Tupac come on it's all good <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, Okay. Maybe so, it was, it might have been Thrifty's. You remember Thrifty's ice cream? Yes, yes. I realized yes. there was a Thrifty's ice cream up here in one of the CVS's or, or no, in the Rite Aid up here. And I hadn't seen Thrifty in a long time. And I think, I think the apostrophe, I'm going to have to go back and see, ask my girlfriend oh, because no. I'm pretty sure that's I what it was. remember Thrifty's. Yeah, Thrifty. If it says Thrifty,
1: yeah. you know something's up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. They got to have the apostrophe S. <laughs> All right. Well, we can put a bow into this. I appreciate you coming on, sir. I know you got stuff to do. You got hit the man. road. Uh, let's do it again, man. Let have me on yours.
0: Yeah, let's do I it. Wanna,
1: wanna, I want to want to holler at Mike,
0: man. Let's 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 slide me in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get it done in the next you know in the next like couple months or something. I don't know what let's we're what we're planning on as far as bringing back that the podcast in the new year, but I think we probably got a couple more weeks of break and then for sure. I want to. I mean. You know, this is this is my goal with the community is to to just lift everybody up and say, like, look, you know, why can't we just all share this audience that we've been able to get? You know, I think yeah. there's people, you know, I'm serious, like I gotta do a fitted like we could do a fitted podcast every week or two, even if you guys want to. I'm t- totally down to do something like Man, that because uh, you, you had me at hello. <laughs> there's enough people in the discord that we could even swap, you know, like have people hop on and talk. And, Seriously. you know, I think. Yeah. It just, I gotta you know, just keep going right behind me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, oh, for real,
1: uh, hell yeah. Well, uh, you know, go ahead and I'm, I'm gonna let you have the floor, and you can uh, pump your uh, whatever you want to pump and do your shouts out right there. Oh, what? Well, hold on, hold on. Nope. nope, nope.
0: There we go. Uh, yeah, just uh, follow at sneaker history on all the platforms. That's uh that's the 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 community, the site, um, Discord community, um. You can find me personally at Nick Engvall, but I, I really really don't post much on my accounts. I just, uh, other than Twitter, I'm pretty active on Twitter. But uh, I also post some bullshit on there, too. So just, you got to be prepared to filter it for, for yourself. <laughs> it would be like that.
1: All right, for sure. Hell yeah. Well, like I said, everybody, check out Sneaker History Podcast. I mean, it, he said they're on break right now, so that's plenty of time for you to catch up. Go back and back and back. You know, there's really good episodes in there, even though, you know, technical difficulties happen but still <laughs> yep. quality content shout out to everybody uh well, we got rohit uh mike and uh robbie for sure yep. the yep. guys very dope very informative very funny podcast um and this has been the industry special volume two i mean volume 42 um like follow subscribe on all the social media platforms they're all right up here there we go i haven't posted anything on tiktok but just follow it anyway. And patreon.com slash industry special like to support. Anything help, you know, might need a new camera, might need a new light. You know what I'm saying? If you like the content, you know, hook a brother up. Appreciate you, Nick. Thanks Have for a having one. me, man. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace.